if you watched episode 20, you understand just how much I love Google Docs. You also know I just got hip to it recently. In the last three, three and a half years is when I discovered the beauty, the beauty of Google Docs. I'm going to talk today about the importance of forecasting and how to use um, Google Calendar to do it for free. All right. So tune in, lean in, lean in, lean in. Let's do it. Now, um, hopefully, if you are a restaurant owner, food truck owner, mobile unit, caterer, you have some mm, thought process behind predictions or forecasting, um, also called projections. And if not, it's okay. I'm going to tell you what it is in a nutshell real quick, okay, before we jump in. So a forecast really is, or projection really is... um, an educated guess about what business will look like in the future. Okay. If you've written a business plan uh, for your business at any point, then you've done this, right? You've, you've tried to figure out, you know, revenue and things of that nature. And it's really an educated guess. You can't necessarily say dollar for dollar what it will be, but that's the thing I love about an educated guess. You can use past information to help make those predictions, okay? All right, we're gonna talk more about that. Welcome back to the Hospitality Hacks Pro Show. I am your host, Tasha Jackson. Um, Glad you're here. Here we share tips, tricks, and tidbits on how to help um, your food and beverage operation grow healthy, strong, vital, right? Um, And also just talk about interesting topics in and around culinary arts and hospitality, okay? Let's dig in. Let's dig in. All right. So um, if you are a fan of the show and been following this journey, you know uh, that uh, I'm in a somewhat of a new role uh, as a teacher uh, teaching culinary arts and hospitality at a high school in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, in this role, I'm be honest, first year, pure madness, didn't know what was going on. I've never been a teacher before. Uh, it was mid pandemic. Everything was remote. It was wild. I, I I honestly don't even count that first year. <laughs> I don't even count that first year as um, I it was just like treading water, right? Now, year two, um, we kind of slowly got back to in-person learning and had to readjust and learn and things of that nature. And now I'm in the end of year three. And now I feel like, okay, I'm getting some traction uh, I'm kind of getting the hang of this thing. I'm kind of developing my style, kind of developing my voice. It's starting to come together just a little bit, right? And so in doing that, we've started to try to, uh, it's me and one other uh, culinary teacher at the school that I'm at, and we've been trying to work together to grow the program, right? And when I say grow the program, that means like kind of do more things outside of the classroom, whether it be work-based learning opportunities, field trips, uh, you know, building relationships with people in the community that can help the program, help the kids get um, the a leg up if uh, they want to continue in this industry, right? And so I said all that to say, <laughs> kind of just giving you a little backstory. In the building up of the program, uh, one of the things we've been doing is more and more catering events. Uh, and so this year has been the busiest to date. And uh, this last month specifically, we've been slammed. I, it was, I, it's the end of the school year. 
Um, it's just a lot of things going on. So in addition to our regular duties of teaching and coaching and, uh, you know, the regular teacher stuff, we also are laying on catering events, which you can incorporate some of that into the day-to-day, right? But not everything. So it's it's been interesting. But in doing that, I've been trying to think forward, right? So again, this is the end of year three. So I'm thinking already, even in the midst of this, what does year four look like? What does year five look like? Now, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's just think about year four. Let's think about next school year, right? How do we figure out how to approach the next year uh, to take the lessons that we've learned from this year and apply them uh, and not be reactive in the sense of waiting until something happens, but to draw those lessons like, okay, we did this, we did that, we did this event, uh, learned this lesson from that event, kind of learned the capabilities of our students, kind of learned the ins and outs of how um, it's just different. Like when you're a solo entrepreneur and working inside of a corporation, such as a school, uh, which is publicly funded, it's just a whole bunch of nuances that you probably never would have thought of because I I never did. So, um, and so in projecting for next year, I have to look at what we did this year. In projecting and looking forward and in forecasting and looking forward, you have to understand where you've been to understand where you're going, right? You've probably heard that before. You have to understand where you've been to understand where you're going. That, that applies to not just monumental events in history, but to your business as well, right? And so one of the free ways that you can do that is a Google Calendar, okay? And so, you know, uh, I'm going to share my screen and just show you a quick snapshot of just this month, the, the month of May 2023, what our calendar looks like. Okay, and then I'm going to show you what kind of I'm thinking about as we look forward. And I would encourage you to do the same thing for your business. Okay, you go through a busy period or a busy season. Yes, take a deep breath in the nose, out the mouth, pat yourself on the back. Right. You did a good job. You made it through. Count your money. Right. Dot your I's, cross your T's and then reflect. And so this is this is this is a crucial portion is the reflection piece. Right. Uh, And this is something that is emphasized when you're in the teaching profession is don't just teach a lesson, throw it out there, test them and then move on. You reflect on what went well, what didn't go well. Look at the data. What's going on? Data, data, tomato, tomato. Right. Look at the data. What what could you improve upon for next time? Right. So let me share my screen. I'm going to give you a quick peek into what may look like and then a quick peek into my brain about what I think for next year. Okay. Now, um, let me make sure y'all hang tight one second. So if you literally, literally, if you, I use Chrome, all right. Um, and y'all know I got to clean up all these open tabs I have. Y'all know, I think y'all know me by now. If you've been a listener or watcher, uh, if you're listening, on audio. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, if you go to YouTube, Hospitality Hacks Pro on YouTube, um, you can see my screen. All right. So uh, happy that you're listening to the audio, but also want you to be able to have the the visual. Uh, some people are visual learners. So if you're a visual learner, uh, I would encourage you to, to come subscribe over here on YouTube as well. And hopefully 
your subscribes on the audio, wherever you're listening, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. All right, let's see here. Let's see here. All right. All right, here is... All right, so I'm on the wrong. This is on June. Let's back it up. Back, back, back it up. All right. Can y'all see that? Yeah. All right, it's a little, little small, but I'm going to talk you through it. Okay, I'm going to talk you through it. So this is the month of May. And now, uh, here's the thing about... Here's the thing about keeping a calendar, okay? If you're anything like me, I... I there's lots of ways you can keep a calendar. Uh, so I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, Google Calendar because for me, I like that it's in the cloud. If I write something down, I so I'm showing you my, I'm holding up one of probably three notebooks that I have going on right now, right? I've got three different notebooks that I write notes in, plus a legal pad that I write to-do lists in. I, it's something about just physically writing something down that I really enjoy, and then physically crossing something off of a list that I really enjoy. Um, there are electronic, you know, I have electronic note keepers and stuff like that and calendars. And those are cool too, but I just really love writing things down. But the problem with that is I have three notebooks and a legal pad. A year from now, I may have moved on to, you know, this notebook probably will be done, right? I, I don't have very much room left. So if I'm keeping a calendar in here, who knows where my notes will be? Is it in that notebook? One of the other two? Is it, you know, where is it? So I like Google Calendar because it's in the cloud, right? So I can come back to this uh, at any point, right? So when I look at this, um, holidays are included, right? It's showing me that May 1st is the first day of Asian Pacific American heritage. Um, uh, and then if you, oop, hold on. Okay, that didn't change for you guys, just for me. Um, uh, first day of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, right? Did I expand for you? Yeah, that expanded for y'all. Uh, and then so we participated in a, a culinary competition that's blocked out, you know, Cinco de Mayo, hey, hey, right? Uh, we catered prom, all right? Um, we did a community kickoff event. On the 9th, we did a teacher appreciation luncheon on the 10th. There's a teacher appreciation really was that whole week. Uh, so it was a lot going on that week. And I think I actually missed an event there. Uh, then we, we got Mother's Day, right? Uh, and then senior week was the very next week. We had three events the week of senior week. There was a cookout. There was a kickball game where seniors versus staff. There was a senior breakfast, Right. Uh, and then we just finished yesterday performing arts banquet, right? So it was, it was kind of a lot for us, uh, a lot going on. Let me stop sharing so we can. So for us, that's a lot. Keeping in mind, again, our our first our first duty <laughs> and objective is 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 um, teaching, right? So catering is something that is it is layered on top of our regular curriculum that we have to and our regular assignments and things we have to do, right? If you're a full-time caterer, having three caterings in a week may or may not feel like you're slam, quote unquote, right? But we're also grading and dealing with students daily and a bunch of other stuff, right? So for us, a lot. So when I look at this, I'm thinking, who month of May, busiest month of the year, right? So I'm not going to take you through every month that we had uh, of this school year, however, 
I can see that May, if I look at every month on my calendar, right? Because I'm notating every time we have an event, May popping. It's popping, popping, right? And um, I can think like, all right, last year we did a couple smaller catering things, um, kind of show people what we can do. This year, the demand was higher. So now that we've, and then the event we did yesterday, was that yesterday? Yeah, the event we did yesterday was actually our first um, plated dinner, right? So it's kind of banquet style. Um, so we're actually serving the food individually to guests. First time we've done that. Typically, it's kind of a buffet situation or something of that nature, right? So now that we've done that, oh, I can project, I can forecast for next year and think forward for next year to say, there's going to be some other departments that are going to say, oh, wow, I see the pictures from the performing arts banquet that you guys did for, it was the orchestra, band, choir. I see what you guys did there. We want to do that for the art department. We want to do that for social studies. We want to do that for English. We want to do right, whatever the case, right? And so I can project that the end of the school year next year is probably potentially can be double as busy <laughs> next year, right? And maybe even higher number of uh, guests for each event as well, right? So the Performing Arts Banquet was 40 people, uh, senior cookout. There's 300 seniors, uh, but we kind of split that in half for each senior event. Um, let me see. Let me look back at the calendar. So I'm just thinking, you know, all right. Um, the prom, uh, we prepped for a hundred people. Uh, the, we had a community, the East learning community event that was, um, I don't remember how many people that was. It was, it was double digits. Um, so we've done events for up to, 150 people we've prepped for up to 150 people at a time right and so again i can project i can forecast i can predict now that we've kind of shown what we can do and i'm doing air quotes for those listening on audio now that we've shown what we can do i can easily see that doubling right and so it's important to think about not only events that you've done and holidays but also weather Right. So something like a Google Calendar, you can make notes about weather patterns as well, wherever you live. Right. It, even if it's a, it might not be day to day, it could be week to week or month to month. But the weather affects um, how people dine as well. It affects if an event is inside, outside, under a tent, anything of that nature. Right. So, for instance, um, the second event that we did, we did three events for senior week. The second event that we did uh, was almost rained out. It rained the night before, the evening before. So we had to switch locations. It was supposed to be near the baseball field. And they ended up switching it because the field was flooded from the rain the evening before. So they switched it from near the baseball field to the football field. That changed the whole traffic pattern of how we did meal service. So and be, it, the reason it changed the whole traffic pattern was because Everybody wasn't aware, um, so they had to get communication out. Hey, guys, it's in a new location, right? So people had to shift. And so we're ready. The very first event we had is like everybody showed up at the exact same time, ready to eat at the exact same moment. 
200 people feed me now. Ah, I'm hangry right now, right? I was expecting that for the second event as well. However, due to the weather, right, uh, it was more of short bursts. So a few people here, group here, group there, group there, and they were spaced out in between. Right. And so so all of those things matter. All of those things count when you're making predictions, because it also um, determines how you prep, how much you prep, how many people you have on staff. I was probably overstaffed uh, for the second event because the first one I was like, oh, my God, what <laughs> like what's happening here? Right. Um, and so and then we had a short window of time to serve as well. We only had uh, 60 minutes to serve those, you know, a large number of people. So. So saying all that to say, it's important to reflect, think through how your events go. How could they have been better? What could you have tweaked? Uh, what systems or processes do you need to put in place to make things smoother? Um, all of those things, right? Don't just get through it and say, oh, we made it, right? Reflect, sit, pause, think back, write notes while it's fresh in your brain, and then put those notes somewhere <laughs> that you can easily access them a year from now. Okay, if it's something that's physically written down, I I could lose this, stick it in the bookcase, forget about it, forget to even try to find it, pull it out and reference it. Right. If it's something that's electronic in the cloud or, you know, in, in your phone. Right. Something of that nature, probably a more solid, um, a more solid plan to be able to access that information later on. Right. Um, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? How do you currently uh, deal with forecasting and projections? Are you using some type of software? Uh, are you doing it at all? Maybe, you, maybe you're just taking it day by day. Maybe you're not thinking through it at all. Um, are you looking at it on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly, you know, or a combination depending on what time of the year it is, right? Uh, all this is important. You, you may deem it, you know, you, as the head of the operation, you have the power to close the doors, lock the doors. Uh, you have the power to cut staff, right? I was talking to one of my students who is frustrated. Um, she has a job and um, it's a new, jo new job. And she's getting frustrated because they send her home a lot. Like, so she'll come into work, you know, clock in, do the things, she's supposed to do and they're like ah, we're not busy we're gonna go ahead and send you home okay so she's getting frustrated she she told me like i'm about to quit <laughs> so i try i'm trying to talk her off the ledge like hey listen have you talked to your manager about it Nah, not really because i don't really see them and i don't have their number la 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 this is that I'm like well try to talk to your manager about it because any job that you have is going to come with its own set of challenges and frustrations and just hopping from job to job to job to job is not going to solve that. Right. And so give them a chance to fix it. Like if you, if you don't even have that communication with them initially, how do they know what your frustration is? The supervisor could be making that decision, you know, uh, unbeknownst to the manager or the manager could be given that directive to the supervisor to do that. But whatever the case, if you're not voicing that it's a frustration, uh, it's definitely not going to get fixed, right? But at least voice the frustration and allow them a chance to adjust the behavior, right? And so, uh, because, you know, me personally, if I were in that situation, just tell me to stay home. Like, I'd rather stay home than to 
you know, spend money to get there, whether that's, you know, public transportation, gas, Uber, or the energy to bike or walk there, whatever the case, I'd rather not expend that energy. I could be doing something else versus get there, work a little bit, then you send me home, right? And so I said that to say, um, forecasting also determines staffing, right? You want your team to be uh, not, you know, you definitely don't want your team to be frustrated. You definitely want your team to feel valued. You definitely want their team to feel like they're spending their energy in the right place um, that you need and want them there, especially if they want to do a good job. Right. Uh, and so if you know, huh, yeah, every year for the past three years, this particular week of the month has been slow. Don't, don't overstaff that week. Right. That, that helps your staff. Because they, believe it or not, have other things they can do outside of work, right? Helps them uh, with their time management and, and mental health and fulfillment. And then it helps you because you don't have to pay somebody to be there when you don't need them to be there, right? And so tracking those type of things uh, is super key. It's super key. And, and again, there's software out there to help you do that. Um, there's different tools out there to help you do that. But a very free 99 way <laughs> again uh hospitality hacks is about the tricks tips and tidbits right to help you run your operation smoother uh faster more efficient um a, a calendar oh. and even if you don't want to use an electronic calendar you know get you a, a, a put a calendar on the wall or get one of those um, dry erase calendars where you can write things in with the expo markers as things happen and then take a picture of it before you erase it at the end of every month, right? There's lots of ways you can do it. There's lots of ways you can do it. But the important thing is that you do it. The important thing is that you do it. So track your sales, your staffing, the weather, holidays, events, and the flow. The flow of traffic happening in your business uh, regularly. And then use that information to make predictions about what is going to happen in the future. Hopefully this was helpful for you. If you have a question about this or something you'd like to share on this topic, I would love to hear it. I try to always respond to every comment, um, especially if it's a question. Um, thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate you joining me every week. Uh, and that's it. And if you have a topic that you want us to tackle here on Hospitality Hacks Pro, let us know. Have a great rest of the week.